Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, welcome to the Sister Sister podcast. This is a podcast all about friendships, family, finances, and everything in between. I'm Candice Brathwaite, and each week I'm welcoming a guest to delve into lessons we've learned the hard way so you don't have to. Let's do this. This week we have Pandora Sykes who is talking to me about friendship. Pandora is a writer, journalist, and broadcaster, and podcaster. Her debut essay collection, How Do We Know We Are Doing It Right, was published in July 2020 and became a Sunday Times bestseller. She's a former fashion editor and columnist at the Sunday Times Style, a contributing editor at Elle. She has also written for titles including The Observer, The Telegraph, GQ, Vogue, Red, ES Magazine and Grantia. Please welcome Pandora Sykes. Pandora. Hi, Candice. <laughs> How are you today? I'm pretty knackered and looking so revolting next to your multicoloured. That that is an incredible shirt. Damn, this being a podcast. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is the shirt that almost caused an argument in my relationship, but I stand by it. I really do. It brings me joy. <laughs> the colour or for- the price? Oh girl, both. For those listening, it is the most audacious Gucci shirt. I can't even make it up. I'll, I'll, I'll put an image on stories at some point. But today's episode is all about friendship. For those of you listening, I said to Pandora already, this episode will only be as light or as heavy as she is willing to go. But I think friendship, especially right now, like I want to say we're coming off of the back of a global pandemic, but that still feels like a bit of a lie. We are still very much in the thick of it. Friendship has really been at the top of my brain because when you have a household to run and children and a career to uphold and you're doing multiple lockdowns and worrying about people's health, friendship just like fell lower and lower down my to-do list. And I'm like, as we look forward to a world where we can go out again and maybe have some fun, I'm like, have I been nurturing my friendships? So this is going to be for me a very interesting conversation. And I did want to ask you, Pandora, what does friendship mean to you? Friendship means to me um, loyalty, obviously. Like I'm a, I, I have to really believe 
um, in the kind of integrity of my friendships. You know, when people will say like, um, oh, she's a bit awful, but she's she's good fun. She's like one of those friends. I don't have friends like that. So any friends listening will be relieved. Um, so I really believe in the goodness of all my friendships. But I also, um, friendship means, I think, having each other's backs, even if you don't agree with them, even if you don't understand them. And letting people evolve like a really good friend I think is one that is just kind of like joining you for your journey doesn't see you as a static thing because obviously we you know particularly I think women in 20s and 30s and probably never stops actually does it 40s you're changing a lot so friendship needs to be able to come along for the ride yeah I love that this whole idea of friendship not being static I think I mentioned it in the book my dad was like very like oh if you've got the same same friends at 30 as you did when you were 15 something's not right he's like you can have one or two at a push but if you are growing and changing those friendships should change and develop and I just I was not interested in hearing that at 15 I was like dad you don't know you're from another time like my friends are really real and really solid and it does it it changes so much as time goes on and as you get a little bit older or life gets a bit different and it is about I agree with you very strongly uh true friendship in my opinion is giving that person room to grow and not keeping them in that box so that's the bit in your book where I was like <laughs> I really I don't know if I agree with this because <laughs> half of my best friends probably more are girls I've known since I was 11 my oldest mm. friend uh you know we're godparents to each other's children I've known since I was four yeah. however I think I've been really lucky that we uh, kind of, like you said, had that space to let each other grow Mm. and happened to turn into adults, which is probably why those are the ones I'm still friends with, who shared similar interests or shared Mm. similar like worldviews, because that's obviously not a given if you meet someone as a preteen. But Mm. I... I actually think that that's been really foundational in my friendships is that I do have friends that I've made more recently, but yeah, most of my best friends are people I've known for a really, really long time. I am so tremendously jealous of that. I'm not even going to front. I'm like, I wish. Um, I had a few like that and some have died, unfortunately, and some of us, we've just drifted apart. So that is really nice to hear. That is very nice to hear. My next question Is there a friendship that, for lack of a better word, expired, where now upon reflection, you see where it could have been saved? Not really, you know. I think, I mean, as I've sort of hinted, I'm kind of quite long haul with my friendships. So if any haven't stood the test of time, then there is a really good reason for that. Mm. And there aren't really many that have been very close friendships that have deliberately fallen by the wayside you know there might just be friends that you just haven't seen for a while so any that kind of ceased were for very particular reasons Mm. I think something that I do really love and I think that this can only really happen I suppose if you've known each other for a long period of time is I have had friendships where for like a good two or three years I've thought we're just not that close now and I think that's the way it's going to be but then something's happened or we've both been in a different mindset and it's come rushing back again and I love that friendships go through seasons um, and you just really can't predict so I think kind of what I've learned from that is to never 
is to only really write something off if it's really, really screwed. I was going to mm. say effed and I was like, I don't know if I can swear. <laughs> Um, so yeah, unless it's really fucked, I don't, I don't kind of believe in writing things off. Um, mm. but I know that's a specific, I also really admire people and I sense that you're more in this camp. I've got friends in this camp who are very like, you are not serving me. I don't think I'm serving you. I don't think I'm serving you. See you later. Um, <laughs> I sort of, to my detriment, probably sometimes I'm a bit like a Labrador and I hang on in there. But sometimes, you know, hanging on in there can also can also work out. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a proper Pisces. Like, I'm either all in or I'm just stone cold. So when those friendships are on pause, like, that's the middle road that I'm just, my personality's not wired that way. I'm like... Yeah, I love you, but oh, ick, oh, you've done something to cheese me off. Like, oh, it's a it's a crazy one. I mean, I'm Pisces as well, so I am all or nothing. <laughs> I am all or nothing, but I'm tr- but I'm trying to be more. Um, I've kind of tried to, it, like in the last ten years, I've tried to be more like grey area in all aspects mm. of life, um, and now I'm kind of addicted to dwelling in the grey, which basically means I don't really have opinions on anything. <laughs> Do you know what? Outside of friendship, I really, there's a book in that, the gray area of life at the moment, especially with like cancel culture. And I know you write very well about that. Like the gray area does need more investigation because we've all been there or are in there in someone's life. And doesn't mean we just write it off because we can't strictly be put in a yes or no column that okay girl part two I will come back to that on another (laughs) podcast um what do you wish women were taught about friendships I think and I do think there's been a certain amount of myth busting in the last kind of I would say like five years I mean I I think that Dolly's book everything I know about love was Mm. a really key part actually of that kind of basically blowing apart that myth that female friends are great, but the most important thing is, well, not just a partner, but a male partner. So it was obviously a very heterosexual cisgender outlook, wasn't it, on where your friendship should be placed. Um, And I also think, so that's one myth that I think is just not true, is that they come in a sort of certain pecking order. And the other thing is that most of my close friendships are female but I hope that my daughter doesn't have to differentiate the way I mm. do. Like if she wants most of her close friends to be female, that's absolutely great. My female friendships are my foundation. I would not be who I was without them. But I I do slightly feel sad that I still think of my female friends and my male friends as separate. Like I'd love there to be, um, for me not to have to use those like prefixes when I'm talking mm. about uh, friendship. But I think, yeah, with female friendship, like they are the great like loves of my lives. That is where my romance is. I get more excited about going out for dinner with a best girlfriend (laughs) than I do about going out with my husband. And that maybe doesn't make me look like the most besotted wife in the world. But, you know, we're in a pandemic. We spent a lot of time together. (laughs) We've been together 10 years. Um, But they are, you know, those are the, those are my, those are the women that I that I get dressed up for, that I get really excited about. You know, I get giddy and then they fill me up. I come away just filled with energy. Um, it's like having a battery replenished. And so that's kind of why I think that there should be romance there. Because if you are 
really looking to these people to replenish you and to energize you and to give you direction and to remind you who you are but also give you like the space to be who you want to be then they deserve like your best dress and and a face full of slap and you know a couple of cocktails (laughs) I love that romanticize your friendships I absolutely love that like go out on those date nights especially as we are able to do that a bit more that's I've never ever thought about it like that and that is making me wonder if I do that enough I probably don't so thank you for that I do love that I've often blurred the line or actually let me be honest completely not seen it between work friendship guys I'm doing the inverted commas look you know the kind that develops because you spend a large chunk of your days together with someone and day-to-day friendship longer um, line friendship has that ever happened to you definitely in my early 20s um, I absolutely blurred those lines because it's it's such a novelty, I think, being in, or at least I found it such a novelty, being in a workplace and sort of, even though I was legally an adult, playing at being an adult and, you know, making all of these kind of connections and friendships. And I think what I did then, which is probably very common, is was just quite um, unboundaried, I suppose, like mm. in terms of thinking about the friendships in the workplace is something that I maybe needed to be a bit more careful about. Mm. Um, And that doesn't mean you can't have really good friends from work. Two two of my colleagues that I work with at the Sunday Times five years ago are still really good friends of mine. Mm. Um, It's more, I think, that just when those friendships are still perhaps in their like nascent so maybe the first like year or so Mm. and they are very specific to the workplace like would you be friends outside of the workplace then I think that's that's um what does my therapist call it (laughs) promiscuous promiscuous honesty oh so I'm really interested in this because I used to be someone that was like I'm so honest I will always be honest but honesty doesn't actually always serve you um Mm. and so I'm really interested in this idea of being like sort of like aggressively yourself promiscuously honest like is that is that something you should take to work in your work friendships or is that something that's better for like you know your out of office friendships because ultimately it's a workplace that could get used against you Mm -hmm. and you know I I did have a bad experience in my early 20s of, of having a work friendship that did not stand up when I needed it to for one yeah. better word um and I think that really showed me to not be so trusting but also to just like um not be so like loose you know contain myself mm. a bit do you know what again you're just dropping so many gems I am in the process and it will be a forever process of no longer mining my truth or selling my truth forward slash trauma in my workspace and one of my primary workspaces is social media and it feels like I constantly had to be like giving people my guts or being like this happened when I was 15 in order to build that space or come across as authentic and I'm like looking back a little bit embarrassed like no one actually needs to know that and it is okay to hold back holding back isn't um, me saying, or no one should say that means you're not being authentic or genuine. It's just like, 
Are 200,000 people deserving of knowing about your abuse and trauma? Is this the best place to package that truth? And even though online is my workspace, I just like you, I feel like I used to lead with all of that in a workplace setting. Like, oh, you know, appreciate my honesty. Love me, love me. It's like, oh, girl, don't do that. That's how I feel now. I think that's because we are socialised, or at least I feel like... um, I was and most of the women I know are socialized into thinking that the way you make friends is to be vulnerable. It's all mm. part of being relatable, isn't it? It's to be vulnerable and to be nice, which is always something I'm a bit nervous of. I'm much more into kindness than niceness. I think niceness is quite surface. And to sort of, as you say, like mine yourself or kind of emotionally disembowel yourself in the hope that someone else will feel the same way. And mm. then you'll bond over that. And it can be like it, it can be enormously cathartic and it can be it can lead to like really like deep emotionally interwoven relationships but it can also make you feel unraveled I think in a space where ultimately like your career might depend on it your Mm. income depends on it um these people aren't your family there's no you know Mm. there's no guarantee that what you're putting into the workplace will be packaged and not pulled out an opportunity that doesn't serve you well and I I do think that that is something yeah that is kind of again I'd be really interested to see um oh god to see if I managed to rear my daughter in any other way but I that's not to say that I don't think that you know having kind of emotional intimacy is not such it's for me it's a really important part of friendship um whilst also respecting that not all my friends are capable or have the wherewithal to be as emotionally intimate as others mm-hmm. you know you do have different friendships on that level but also understanding that there yeah it, it needs there needs to be kind of degrees of intimacy doesn't it depending on it's kind of like an emotional code switching um and I'm very with you on the social media thing I used to I used to share a lot more than I do 10 years ago just because um it makes me really anxious now since I had kids I mm-hmm. just like felt sick whenever I thought about sharing something really personal so it's just as simple as that really for me speaking about online when it comes to online friendships do you think they can be I don't want to use the term respected but I'm blurry today so maybe that's what I'll go with do you think they can be as respected as in real life friendships they get quite a tough rap don't they people Mm. think saying oh because they're online I've I've said to I was saying to someone last week I think like oh yeah they're a friend of mine and they said online friend or real friend and I was like no like <laughs> real I'm not I wouldn't call them a friend unless they actually were um so they do, there is that distinction isn't there and I do get it sometimes it can be quite a flimsy form of friendship I think you know just because mm. you follow each other on social media and you've left lots of emojis under people's pictures like that doesn't necessarily mean that you would have a bond of friendship mm-hmm. outside of that but that also doesn't mean that there's not a real legitimacy to those friendships and I think for lots of people who so some people who are kind of especially during the pandemic as well like immunocompromised or yeah. if you're housebound or if you've got um some mental health stuff that you're working through and so being like out and about is just not you know that's 
terrifying it's just not possible Mm. then actually those online friendships are much more robust than your offline because that's your only way of communicating so I'm kind of torn on that because part of me is really worried that teenagers just spend all their time well apparently not having sex (laughs) I'm not saying to clarify I mean of the legal age you know like 19 let's say 19 that's a good age to sexually experiment isn't it but you know they're not actually having like robust communication they're just inside all the time Mm. messaging that does bum me out a bit but Mm. equally that does not mean that I don't think that they are enormously enriching to lots of people and also enormously enriching in their own right it's just that sometimes I wonder if they would yeah stand up the test of time if you were to like spend a weekend together agreed I think there are so many times like you said you're following someone and you're doing the whole emoji thing and then I I've met so many of those people in real life and I'm like oh god you actually horrify me or we see the world (laughs) so differently this this is never gonna work and then you come home you don't unfollow but I am a fan of mute because I'm like okay we've got to keep this socially (laughs) but maybe that doesn't matter maybe it's like you can have you know maybe that's what we're now going to segue into is the is the friendships where you've got your friendships that wouldn't actually work outside a certain setting although Mm. most of us are trying to keep up with too many people in life so maybe (laughs) maybe that's not a good friendship layer I I, I, I'll come back to that in five years I think we need like five more years of social media for me to really understand or 50 for me to actually understand how these (laughs) things work no I absolutely agree and I have great I, I speak about some in the book I have great um, online friends one in particular whom I can think about who is so supportive and caring and loving especially to my children and she is housebound and so I think for me to say oh you know no I don't respect or believe in online friendship like mm. you were saying that completely dismisses the friendship that is available to people who for one reason or another can't leave their home so I think that is really really important Now, we have always been encouraged to believe less is more when it comes to friendship. Do you agree or would you say that you have a lot of friends? Oh, another one I'm really torn on because I do really believe and I have kind of really invested in exploring this in the last couple of years. I do really believe that communication needs to be more robust Mm. um, and that many of us feeling really frazzled and saying yes to things we don't really want to do and sending half-hearted messages and cancelling and all of that is because we're trying to entertain too many Mm. connections in our life. However, I really rail against this idea that you can only have like five true friends. Mm. I'll often read articles where it's like you can, it's like not possible because there are at least 10 women in my life that I would fall on a sword for, Mm. I think. I don't know. I don't know. If the sword (laughs) presented itself, I actually don't know if I'd want to fall on it. Um, So I don't think that you can apply mathematics to it. I also think it's so individual. Mm. I have a friend and she's really not flaky. This has always been what she's like. She has so many friends, but she's a really good friend to all of them. Mm. And then I have... I, you know, I can think of one of my oldest best friends who is very, very content and very fulfilled from keeping up with three people. And yeah. that that that's all she needs. So I think it's just incredibly individual. What do you think? 
What do I think? Again, I think it's individual. I am very much in the column of I can only really do three friends at a time because I am horrendous with communication. I like Pandora knows this. I am like the queen of, oh, you sent that WhatsApp three years ago. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I am so terrible. And I don't want the guilt of being that person who, when it comes to the reciprocity of communication, I fail time and time again. So I'm like, you three, you three get past the do not disturb bar on my phone. (laughs) That's like, that's real true friendship. Like I will collect the kids. I will shoot the baby daddy. I am in there. I just can't do the 15 best friends and I'm very um but that also comes I do then have to recognize that there is is trauma there as well then there's been a lot of friendships where I feel like I've been let down mm-hmm. or maybe even bullied so it's just made me like pull back a lot because mm-hmm. again I still struggle with boundaries and not giving my everything and when that hasn't been given back or worse still completely disregarded and disrespected I'm like, oh God, I feel so terrible and I don't want this to happen again. And that that could be sad because I could be missing out on really great friendships, but I, I don't know. I no, don't I, think know. You, I think that's really sensible because I think you've looked at what energy you have to give and you're not just, you're not just looking at it from uh, their point of view. You're looking, at, you're looking at it from what is, you know, you are available to give as a friend. And mm-hmm. I, think that's what's, I think that's what's really important because if you're just feeling guilty all the time and like you're never measuring up then that's that's not really a that's not really a productive it's not relationship yeah it really isn't speaking about relationships do you think I'm so I'm I really can't wait to hear your answer do you think friendship can survive jealousy oh so that is such a I think it's particularly hard at this age in our lives so I think that early 30s is just such a time of massive change for so many women in particular because if you want to have kids that's often your baby making years or your young children rearing years which um, puts your friendship in a very different light if the other person doesn't also have young kids you know you're just on different kind of time zones a bit Um, it's also when a lot of people settle down, it's when jobs do quite big leaps, I think. So there's, there's like financial disparities that didn't really lay themselves bare when you were at uni on early twenties. Um, so I think it's really, really, I think can be really, really difficult. I, I think lots of people say that the way round it is to talk about it. But again, I think that could be a little bit of promiscuous honesty because to say to someone, I'm just struggling because I'm really jealous of you. (laughs) I don't really know what that person does aside from feels really bad and thinks I've got to be very careful about how I share my life. Now, I do think people should be careful about how they share their lot. You know, if if you've got a friend that's like desperately trying to have a baby and you're pregnant, think about how that news might best best well be received. Um, but I also don't think that that can be totally laid at the foot, foot of the feet of the, of the person that you're feeling jealous of. So I think it's one of those things that you have to take like real time to work through and maybe have one or two trusted friends that you can try and work it out with. If that's a friendship that you really want to sustain, then you've got to find a way to get your head around it because it's likely not going to be something that will go away. Um 
I think it's really sad if a friendship is lost due to jealousy, because if you really love someone, even though it might be quite painful, you you want to want those things for them. Yeah, yeah, that is that's really true. Um, a lot of my friendships haven't survived that, uh, and I think that's because uh, I am quintessentially the woman the world says you might never get the chance to be jealous of. And so when my life started to, to to develop in a way that I think many of my younger friends were told, oh, those things should never happen for her. It really just blew that friendship wide open because it's like, okay, were you really my friend or was I a crutch? Was I the tag along? Was, you know, those things started to happen which is really interesting. And now I am, I am very Oprah and Gail about friendships. I don't maintain friendships with people who for any reason at any point think they are competing with me. I just can't do it. I'm like my friends, if I'm going to be Oprah, that one's Gail and vice versa. We are not interested in having the same lives. You know, we, most of my friends are like, yeah, I love you and body, but oh, yuck, you know, that's just not my vibe. It's not my flavor. That's been really helpful, but also really sad. I'm just like, mm, I wish it didn't have to be that way. So I read this, there's this amazing book coming out in a few months called um, The Right to Sex by a mm. woman called Armia Srinsavan. And she writes this paragraph, I'm paraphrasing it now, which is annoying because I just, I wish I had it to <laughs> hand, where she said something like, Imagine if every time you are jealous of another woman's body or her face or the way she moves through the world, that actually you're just a little bit in love with her. And she's talking about compulsory heterosexuality um, and suggesting that actually, you know, maybe things are more fluid, maybe in your female friendships, maybe there's kind of more of an attraction there. And I totally think that that could be a thing and I think that if you kind of change the way you look at other women um then that could be kind of quite transformational um I mean it's I think it's something that you really if you work closely with a friend because I know what you mean I think I'm quite lucky that a lot of my friends just do quite different stuff to me and are quite different um people but we also still share you know shared interests but it's not like we're all doing the same thing but definitely when Dolly and I did the high-low we obviously had to find a working friendship where there wasn't like there wasn't any subtext and I think that the way that we got through that is just by really like putting in the hours and always like I'm trying to sort of think of the process of it because we used to get asked loads and I still do actually is like are you really friends or <laughs> have you you know are you are you jealous of each other or was there ever kind of you know da, 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 da. and there really there really wasn't just because I think we were so sure of who the other is and what we meant to each other and maybe that's quite a good combat to jealousy actually is if you make that person feel if there's security in your friendship like real security and like faith that you can get through anything because I imagine a lot of jealousy is you're leaving me behind you're not who I thought you were and you're not going to have time for me anymore so maybe quite a good foil to that is I'm still exactly who you thought I was whilst also changing into this new person but I'm still going to be the friend to you that I have been there's still going to be that love and loyalty yeah that's a good, yeah, that is a good way to think about it. And again, I just double down on 
those friendships where you, there are intersections, of course, that's why you're friends. But when you're just not occupying the same space across all columns, it just makes, not only does it make life easier and there is less likely going to be a strike of jealousy, but it's also like, you get to feed me with different stuff. I don't want to like be around my yeah. friends and talk about social media all day. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, oh you're totally. an art dealer. Give me some of that. Like, because you can, ju- friendships can just be that echo chamber or that bubble. And it's like, I need different juice, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's like great to have a few friends that do similar things to what you do. And I've got, you know, five close friends who are, journalists and broadcasters and you know we're freelance and it's really nice to be able to get that kind of um guidance on like is this a good job is this the right job for me you know you just need a second opinion sometimes but most of my friends um yeah do completely different things nothing at all to do with the media and um sometimes I guess it can be hard to explain a certain situation you're in but for the most part it's really freeing and I think I find it allows me to connect with who I am outside of work and I can get a bit obsessed with work. I It definitely holds quite a, you know, big role in my life and I think I've probably worked, um, God, it's, I hate saying work too much because that's a bit, you know, like, that's a bit like saying I just care too much. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't necessarily have the healthiest atti- like relationship to work. So having friends that have nothing to do with work is definitely really important to me. Yeah. Love that. I mention in Sister Sister how it amazes me that so many people don't have requirements. Listen to that, guys. Requirements or boundaries when it comes to friendships, but have a list coming out of their ass, quite literally, <laughs> when it comes to like their significant other. It does my head in. <laughs> Has there ever been a time you had to reconfigure your boundaries when it came to a friendship that was, for lack of a better word, toxic and I say for lack of a better word because like authenticity toxic is up there with like just being dragged through the mud but have you had a friendship where you're like oh god I don't think I've made it clear what can and can't be done to me and I need to like draw a line in the sand I know another good word ruined that isn't it um I what I do often think is that I should really approach my husband like I approach my friendships because Mm. I'm so much more forgiving (laughs) of you know if they were like oh I forgot to do this or I'm going to be late or you know they don't get well that's fucking annoying isn't it like I would never do that to a friend but um I have maybe done that to my husband um Yeah, I think one of the big negotiations, and this is something I've really worked at, and I would actually say I'm quite proud of because I haven't always found it easy, is that I I think I'm naturally quite an attachy person, like a little limpet. And that's not everyone's style of friendship. Um, It can make people feel, the worst thing in the world is that neediness is not attractive. And so the more someone needs you the more you can feel compelled to move in the other direction and I felt that before and so I know that when I'm feeling really needy that might be you know that might put something on my friends that isn't entirely kind of welcome so I try and really fight that instinctive desire when something happens to ricochet into them and instead I try and like sit with the discomfort 
for a while and not always use my friends as that kind of emotional sponge which is definitely what I would have done in my teens and 20s probably I can't really think when it started to really shift but I just know now that I wouldn't have behaved with them like I would have necessarily 10 years ago um in terms of toxic friendships I don't I think I've been really lucky I think I have had a few in the past but they were never really close friendships and they just you know sort of managed to fade out um definitely if there's a friendship where I'm just always feeling bad about myself that would be one where I wouldn't let you know develop into a really close friendship because I can kind of recognize that and I and I don't like drama in in those kind of relationships um but if I'm feeling like I'm often stressing about a friendship then there's obviously something that's that is not quite working and that's when yes I'll try and look at those boundaries and if there's something that you're like coming up against again and again so I don't know every time you do this you find a friend responds the same way maybe they're finding that thing you do really annoying (laughs) and so rather than thinking oh they're just not giving me what I need maybe you're delivering something that they don't they don't have the capacity to respond to and so so that's something that I definitely find really challenging but I really try and accommodate like I can think of several best friends you know that aren't great with stream of conscious whatsapps they don't they don't love that kind of um conversation and Mm -hmm. so I have to really sit on my hands not to do it but I know that when we have a phone chat we meet up in person it's so worth it yeah yeah do you find do you kind of adjust your communication based on Definitely, definitely. And I'm not a prodder. I used to be, I'm no longer a prodder because hearing you talk about, you know, basically the self-reflection of it all, I realized a couple of weeks ago, I lost one of the best friendships of my entire life because I prod too much. I had a friend who, I, I will die still calling this person a best friend, who struggled with their sexuality and I poked and poked and poked and was like, we live in this free world, like just come out, just be, whilst also very much knowing the culture they came from and how that was Mm. perhaps not going to be well received in their household. And, you know, I think for years, because I haven't spoken to them in four years, for years I've been like, oh, they just ghosted me. Hmm, Yeah, you know that's so sad you know I've 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 been the best person I've been you know I don't know why they did that and it's like you absolutely know why they did that because you kept prodding it's like you just wouldn't let them be and there Mm. comes a time where someone is going to be like f this I know I'm struggling but in this space in this situation that's not what I need from you and like it's just the most gutting thing because I don't even know how to contact them. I'm like, and I don't even know if you're going to be responsive to me being like, I'm so sorry. It's, it's, it's quite awkward now, but it is very helpful in helping me analyze how, um, you screwed that up. And I think in friendships more so than relationships, especially with women, um we're quick to be like no I was the best friend I've done everything I could for you like you know you've got issues this has died because of you and it's like oh no honey child you were the problem here and you have to take that L and it makes me emotional even speaking about it now because I'm like oh god that was a really good thing it's like selling an Hermes thinking it's fake 
and you've like put it on eBay for 200 quid. And now I'm just sitting here steaming. I'm like, that was so authentic and could have grown year on year. And I messed up and I feel so bad. I would just see that as a pause. I wouldn't necessarily see that as an end. Um, I would definitely get in touch to say I've realized where I went wrong and I'd love I'd love another go at us and you know if they come back and say no then that is heartbreaking but that I think if you know if it's something you still really care about then it's worth it isn't it but I I wouldn't necessarily see that as an end but I I also really sympathize with you because um I am a natural prodder I'm from a family of prodders and I've really had to curb the instinct to prod because I hate myself for prodding and I know how annoying it is for the proddy. <laughs> so I really, really do try and curb that. But I, yeah, I think I'm naturally quite, um, I know the answer. You could do this. This will happen because mm. I'm quite pragmatic and I'm quite efficient. And I find it very easy to make decisions. And so I could probably impose that a bit and Sometimes people just don't want you to like solve their problems. They just want you to listen. Comfort or solutions. Comfort or solutions. <laughs> Came across that like a couple of months ago. Change yes. the game. Do, is this person seeking comfort or solutions? And sometimes like all of your we can fix this, you can do this is not what is needed. It's just like, no, just whine and a hug, babe. Like I don't need you. Just and I've got it. you. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Defo. Yeah. Right. What advice do you have for anyone listening who is struggling to make friends? Because there are a lot of people struggling. We used to get a lot of questions into the high-low about this, actually. Um, There are my, this is so annoying that I can't remember them off by heart. I almost want to like follow up with you. There are loads of really wonderful ways to Um, you can kind of go on like blind dates now with friends. I mean, obviously Bumble as well has that whole element, doesn't it? And I actually think that's like a really beautiful way of starting a friendship from a new, like if you are looking at your friendships and thinking, this is, this is not, I don't have in my life what I need. Then I almost think you need to look at it as if you're like going out to, you know, find a partner of being like, right, what am I looking for? And so I love the idea of kind of going on a date and it's very, this is who I am. Take me, like, take me as you see me right now. Take me as I am right now. And that is the beautiful thing I think about making friendships as adults is they don't hold you to a former version of yourself. They are literally taking you as whoever you say you are right now. Um, And so I think rather than feeling terrified about starting from scratch, try and see it as an opportunity to just be so fully yourself and to be kind of very clear about what you can give as a friend and and what you can um and what you'd be looking for back but it also doesn't need to be so like blatant I don't think as a blind date it's when you're able to again it's going to um classes or uh courses or you know I'm trying to think about all this for some reason what's in my head is pottery but there's so there's so many wonderful things that um you can do and just start with you know start by chatting to whoever's on the yoga mat next to you or whoever's making the jug and you know do you want to go for a coffee um and I think it's those 
I think it has to be those baby steps. I think what you can't do, which is really difficult, is go straight from feeling like you don't have any really great friends to having people that you can trust immediately. You have to, you have to play the long game. Yeah. um, Because otherwise you might end up with those friendships that you have when you're quite little often, which is where they're very intense and then they like burst out in a flame. Mm. Had so many of those. Oh my gosh. And the trauma bonding. Don't get me started. (laughs) Again, that is, that is another episode. Do not get me started. (laughs) Yeah. That's really, that's, that's also really interesting. Yeah. Mm, you know, like we can be best friends because I don't know, we were both bullied or our dads died. And it's like, yeah, but outside of this bad thing, what keeps us together? I've had a friendship that was put on pause because we did heavy, intense trauma bonding and then was like, actually, outside of this shared pain, not really feeling you, paused for like seven years totally different people now working through those traumas we can continue but it's like yeah you don't just want to like dive back into a friendship where you're bonding over trauma and then you end up back at square one so So. you did a pause you did a seven-year pause yeah 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 Yeah, I'm big on on the pausing okay so there you go that that other friendship (laughs) that you sold on eBay for 200 pounds that's just in a pause I hope because it really it really I want to say was no it is the creme de la creme it's very very good and it's just it's paused at such an awkward time because this person hasn't even met one of my children so it's just really like ah I'm so annoyed with myself anyway I have come to the final question what friendship lesson have you learned the hard way and what did that teach you I think it would probably be prodding actually or just Mm. being or being needy, you know, just, um, I don't want to suggest that you can't be like your true self to your friends, but I, I, being brutally honest, I don't think you can always be your full, true, emotionally 110% friend all the time. I don't think anyone can hold the full weight of that. So I think probably the greatest lesson I learned was there are a few things that really devastated me when I was like 20, 21, um, that in hindsight make sense to me now because I was asking too much. I was asking too much of them. So, you know, it would be a friend not wanting to live with me at university or not being invited on a particular holiday. And it may, yeah, it makes sense in hindsight. And it's something that I really try and not forget, however painful those memories are, because obviously rejection, being rejected from the tribe is like psychologically for humans, like the worst thing in the world. Um, And but I do try and kind of hold them slightly in my mind as to, you know, there's only so far you can push someone or how much you can put on them. Um, and I don't mean like, oh, you've lost a parent. You can only put this much grief on a friend. They might go the other way. I don't mean that. I mean just kind of like your general attitude to friendship, not like the specific things you're bringing, just like the way you're, putting yourself in there making them feel fully responsible for you Mm. I don't think one person can hold the full weight of you Woo! oh my gosh can we get some like really african-american clicky finger church claps I don't even know if that's a sound (laughs) just lots of tambourines in the background like that's a word that's a word love that 
Pandora, thank you so much. Guys, you don't know how long we have been trying to do a version of this since I was on the high-low last year. Feels like 10 years ago. So this has been absolutely awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Do you know you're interviewing me as well later this year? I know. I, know. <laughs> like, I and, hope that's been run and, past and you. And like, like in real life, right? Yeah. Like, in a, in a you know, thousand person theatre. I know. I know. Oh my gosh, the outfits are going to slay. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, look out for details on that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode on Friendship with Pandora Sites, whose book, How Do We Know We're Doing It Right, is available now. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. You can follow me on Instagram where I am at Candice Brathwaite. If you've enjoyed this, please don't forget to rate and review as every little helps. And my new book, Sister Sister, is available to buy now in hardback, ebook and audio. Talk to you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.